and welcome to Idol Rumble, the official K-pop podcast of Lobby Rumble, where we discuss weekly topics around all things K-pop. I'm Rob, Editor-in-Chief at LobbyRumble.com, and I'm joined by content writer Ron. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Um, let's see. So last week, I beat Tunic, finally. Um, I know I was talking about it in, the, in episode one, but I feel great. feel super accomplished because that gun is super hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I also watched... The Coachella live stream, that's what I kind of was doing pretty much the entire weekend. And we can talk about it later. There was a very cool performance that happened that I was not expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll get to that later. One of my very close friends went to the BTS, their last show in Vegas. Went to the BTS concert. And she was pretty much updating me and my and my other friend with a whole bunch of pictures and videos and stuff so basically i felt like i was <laughs> i was there <laughs> you, you you were there you were there but uh with tunic um mm-hmm. how's that like is it something that you would go back to or are you just done oh uh, i said i was gonna go back to it but now that i finished it like ever since i finished it i haven't touched it so probably not i wanted to um like 100 percent the achievements but I'm kind of lazy now. <laughs> Are you ever like into uh um what do they call it platinuming a game? No, uh normally I don't. Once I beat a game, I kind of just forget about it. But if I really like the game, then I'll go for it. Like I think the last game I platinumed was um Ghost of Tsushima on PlayStation 4. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that game and I think I'm going to go back and um play it again cuz I recently just picked up like the director's cut for the PS5. So I'm I'm going to try to play that all over again. Yeah, and I wish for um, Coachella, though. I was a little bit preoccupied watching a couple of wrestling shows because mm. New Japan Pro Wrestling, they had their sort of uh, Chicago show where it was a mix of a bunch of indie wrestlers and the uh, Japanese roster. So I was a little bit mm-hmm. stuck on that. They also had a AEW event, so my Saturday was a little bit packed. But mm-hmm. I did see what we're going to talk about a little bit later on, like um, going on as I was watching the shows. For my week, though... Just more Elden Ring. I pretty much dedicated my whole Saturday to playing Elden Ring, just being a little bum in my room. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to celebrate the... Oh, I'm not, I'm not done with the game yet. I'm almost like over 100 hours in, and I still Jeez. have probably at least one or two major areas to still finish. So I'm probably a little bit behind the curve in terms of that, but mm-hmm. I'm still enjoying it. Um, even if I, I think know. I'll probably be playing the New Game Plus uh, how about we talk about new releases in K-pop this week? We talk about and highlight some of our favorite releases from the previous week. Uh, how about we get this list on the road, shall we? Yeah, yeah, for sure. There is quite a few that happened in the past week. And to kick it off, we're going to go with Love Theory by Taeyong of NCT and Wanstein. Awesome track. We got Reload by Just B. Darling by Seventeen. Scorpio by Sorn. How About Me by One Star and Park Woo-jin of AB6. We also have Min from former Miss A who came back with a title song called Hit Me Up. And then another one, La La Pop by Ha Sung-woon. Um, and you can find that on the Universe app. And then next up, we have Best Lover by Bibi, um, Zoom by Jesse, and Falling Dreams featuring PH1 and Elo. So amongst these tracks this week, uh, which one would you pick as your favorite? My favorite out of the last week. Hmm, let me think. Uh, I would say Falling Dreams featuring PH1 and uh, by Elo. And also Love Theory by Taeyong and uh, Wanstein. 
Um, both of those are basically like pop R and B uh, songs, and that's my jam. I'm I'm more of an R and B guy, although I, I I love you know uh, pop, but R and B is more of my jam. It's more of up my lane, and uh, you know, and I slap it, dude. Mm-hmm. Like the drums when that kick in, oh my god! And also, um, you know, I'm blanking out, but. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I forgot what I was gonna say, but it's a good song. I hope everyone checks it out, um, especially "Falling Dreams" by Elo, because it has one of my favorite Korean rappers, PH1. Mm-hmm. There you go. What about you, Rob? Would you like? Uh, so my picks for the week, I went with Seventeen, Darling. Uh, Seventeen are my boys. Uh, they're definitely up there in maybe my top three boy groups that I like. Mm-hmm. But Darling is their first official English single release. Uh, they've done English songs before, but this is their first like big single release that they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This will be part of an upcoming studio album that I think is coming out in May. Uh, this song is a little bit more tranquil, a little bit more atmospheric. It's It's got a little dreamlike kind of feel. And I think that matches the theme, which is sort of expressing their connection with their fans aka carrots for me though i kind of wish there was a little bit of a tonal shift somewhere in the song like either a beat drop or something like that it sort of kept that same kind of um tone of like tranquility throughout the whole thing it is weird that there was sort of like this build up near the end but it sort of brought it back to that sort of same tranquil feeling that that was um throughout the whole song if I had to compare this to uh, something, it would be like Chainsmokers, Calvin Harris, Porter Robinson, and Coldplay and stuff like that is what you'll kind of hear the song. Actually, when I was going through the list today, mm-hmm. I didn't know Zoom by Jesse was sort of like one of those uh, big TikTok trend oh, songs. Yeah. So yeah, that sort of stood out to me too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's my pick for the week. So now that the new the new releases are out of the way, how about we talk about the news for the week? Um this is where we'll show what, what's going on in the world of K-pop for the week. And so what did you bring um, that happened in the news this week for K-pop? So I'm going to bring up a story that was making its waves pretty much Saturday night all the way into Sunday. In its 21's appearance at Coachella during CL set, which was crazy. So at, at Coachella, um, 21 came out after CL you know, performed her songs. I forgot what the last song was, but then... Um, you see, like CL, like walk to the back, and then, like you just see like four silhouettes, and then the beat for "I Am the Best" starts blasting, dude. I was so freaking hyped. <laughs> I was like, "Oh crap, what?" I was totally not <laughs> expecting this. Like literally, I was just sitting on the couch, just I was just chilling, just like listening to all the music, and then Twenty One just busts out. I was feeling so hyped, dude. Like. It brought me back all the way to like, I mean, I forget what, what year this song came out, like 2011, 2010, 2011, somewhere like that. Dude, mm-hmm. it, it, was, it was great to see all of them back together, um, share the stage because like, like in my opinion, when, when 21 broke up, I felt like it was premature because I felt like they, they were at their prime. They dropped in an, an amazing album and like, um, Come Back Home was so good, but like, Man, I I don't know what happened. Like, well, I mean, I guess you could figure out what like why they broke up. But I mean, I'm not gonna say you know any speculation on here. But I was just super sad, and I felt like they still had more in the tank, you know. But just just seeing them at Coachella, dude, it was so good. And like, 
they they still got it like it it felt like <laughs> things didn't change um mm. and it was, it was funny because then like they had their old look from you know from back then like yeah what, mm-hmm. what's her name uh dara dara yeah the one with the big hair the big hair yeah like the super tall mohawk like she pulled that out and for minji i i don't know if she was wearing a wig or she cut her hair but like back in those days like during i am the best she had like like she had like a bob so then mm-hmm. she brought the bob back <laughs> for this one like one of the, one of the one of the um early bob adopters yeah. maybe for the k-pop scene yeah yeah, yeah it was great um, hopefully they, you know, Coachella put up like a, or YG or somebody have like a, a clear video. Cause all the videos that I saw like right after, they were so bad. <laughs> They're either, like, just like a janky fan cams. Janky fan cams. Um, rips from the live stream, which were like three pixels. It was bad. <laughs> They're bad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, hopefully they, they upload it soon. Cause it, it was dope. They, you know, the girl still got it. Loved it. Yeah, like um, I like I said, I was watching wrestling, mm-hmm. and I just see like some people on like other discords, uh, freaking out a little bit. Um, I'm pretty sure that if I was watching it live, I would have like had a reaction. But um, we we've talked about this before, but sort of the second generation K-pop sort mm-hmm. of uh passed me by because that's sort of when I was on on a break from K-pop. Yeah, yeah. After that initial wave, so I would have popped a little bit, but um. It would have been fun seeing them back because just like oh they're they're some of the um higher up 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 their names in K-pop that also seeing just like a Dara's hair because I think I tuned in a little bit uh near the tail end of the performance because everyone's just going crazy mm-hmm. I was like oh that's cool because I think I popped in when 88 Rising set first started because mm-hmm. I'm I'm assuming this is part of 88 Rising yeah set, yeah it was uh yeah. like CL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like I saw Rich Brian performing, like, oh, that's cool. And then I think I saw clips from BB's performance, and yeah. I guess Jackson Wang was there yeah. too. But I saw all this like after the facts because wrestling, I gotta have my wrestling. Hey, Utah Kikaru was there too. She's part of them. Hey, yeah. like we we were talking about this before. Like, um, one of the early early yeah. introductions for us that got us into K-pop was uh Utada Hikaru. Yeah, OG. What do you know, like? A few days later, she comes out <laughs> performing the simple and clean on stage. Yeah. <laughs> that that's that's pretty cra- pretty surreal for me because um, I was editing the podcast and I saw like clips of that coming. I was like, oh, we were just talking about this a few days ago. <laughs> uh, so for my news this week, a little bit after we recorded last week, Hybe and Source Music came out and announced their official debut date, which is slated for May second. But they also announced uh, their calendar date of teasers. So on April 18th or today, they're getting their debut trailer. The 20th and 22nd, they're getting concept photos. On the 25th, they're revealing the track list. On the 27th, the highlight medley. The 29th and the 1st are going to be music video teasers, which all leads up to May 2nd, which is going to be their album release along with a fan showcase. Dude, I am excited for this. Because Sakura is my favorite and Eyes One. And mm-hmm. just to see her come back in a new group is, is awesome. Because I've been waiting for her, man. And same and Taewon too. It's great to see seeing Eyes One come back. Because everyone else pretty much has debuted doing their thing. And I feel like, I want to say like Sakura and Taewon are like the, the only ones left probably. 
Yeah, they were one of the only ones uh, still under under wraps. Mm. But yeah, uh, I think technically Cheon is one of oh, the yes. last yes, ones left right. because she's sort of still figuring out her thing. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited too because like you, I'm excited because Cheon was um, in one of my is was in my top three mm-hmm. for Izo one. But also just looking at these teasers and just like. They're, they're they look like a powerhouse uh group of visuals yeah and usually anything that hybe and source puts out are gonna be a very good product and i think i saw like uh um comments on this on the post of this announcement mm-hmm. that oh it's nice to have an actual fourth gen group that releases a a mini album <laughs> as opposed to just a single because i think recently a lot of the fourth gen groups have just been releasing singles, singles. yeah yeah but man what is hype feeding these girls man because they all of them look <laughs> great they they you you play genshin impact right mm-hmm. or i used, used to, to. But, but yeah all these girls five star pulls bro <laughs> like, <laughs> all of them like they look great and i'm i'm curious to see what um what they're singing and dancing is like because mm-hmm. then you know they they could look good, but hopefully their you know their skills their in singing and, and dancing can back it up. So uh, I'm mm-hmm. excited. I can't wait for the the highlight melody. I think that's gonna be something that I'm gonna be like counting down the days for. Yeah. So at least going off of uh, what I know from Eyes of One and uh, pre debut stuff, mm-hmm. uh, Che Wan she was um, I think she was listed as a lead singer. Mm-hmm lead vocal for Isa one mm-hmm. so she was like pretty up there in terms of the skill level compared to the other girls and then also a big uh surprise is yunjin mm-hmm. is that she before she was announced for this group she was off doing um musical theater and mm-hmm. actually one clip like was pretty much going around uh around social media of her performing in phantom of the opera and she was just like belting it out as like an opera singer which is pretty crazy oh shoot okay i gotta check that out yeah so uh just going over the the roster we got sakura she came from eyes of one and produce 48 uh garam uh she's i think she's a new trainee mm-hmm. unche mm-hmm. i haven't heard of her before chewan eyes of one produce 48 azuha um i haven't heard of her before and Yunjin uh came from Produce 48. Mm. But I'm looking forward to to what they're what they've got to offer. And I'm just I got I actually gotta go watch that trailer that just came out today. Yeah. I just didn't have time. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, and I'm super excited. One thing though, um, and probably earlier this month they, you know, uh with Karam, she's kinda in like the public attention right now for, for a couple things that she supposedly did uh during her school days so mm-hmm. hopefully that doesn't you know uh, hamper their day de- their debut um but you know ever since that came out uh the news came out with Karam that we haven't really heard anything you know so we're just gonna have to wait mm-hmm. and see yeah it sucks having to be sort of like a trainee uh just announced and having mm-hmm. this surface uh we could only speculate yeah. if it's true or not but it uh just having um, a big company like Hive and Source Music uh, behind you. I think, I think they'll be okay, but we can only see where it yeah. goes from here. 
now let's move on to the spotlight section where we try to shine a light on something in K-pop, whether it be an artist, song, album, TV show, or the like. So what would you like to shine a spotlight on this week? Yeah, so exciting news for people out in South Korea because social distancing as of April 18th, which is today for us in California, but it's really, you know, yesterday for for them. But... Mm -hmm. Social distancing requirements have been lifted. So now all the South Korean fans or any fans that live in South Korea and attend any either sporting event or or musical event can now cheer. You don't have to be quiet anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Which sound it, it sounds strange, but it, it you know, totally it's a totally re- reasonable ask, right? Especially during, mm-hmm. you know, this kind of pandemic to not verbally cheer for for your favorite people. But it's lifted. They don't have to worry about that anymore. Um, but it's still encouraged to keep the cheering down to a minimum. And um, masks are still required everywhere. So good news for fans who are, who are wanting to see Winner, Stray Kids, and Epic High. Because they're all will be doing their uh, tours in South Korea towards the end of April, early May. So good news mm-hmm. for them. I'm happy. Yeah, it feels so weird because uh, us in America have been... Mm-hmm at that level for a while already yeah that um even here in california just the uh sort of what what do they call it the super events or mat what what do they call them like super spreader events no, not super spreader events oh. but like the the classification of the event like uh oh um i know what you're talking about but i forgot what um i forgot the name that they gave him yeah well, so whatever the, yeah. yeah whatever they call that we've they've just like sort of made it official that it's okay to gather with that many people indoors. Um, People have been going to like amusement parks uh, with masks off. Like, like you were vicariously living through uh, your friend at the BTS concert Mm -hmm. Uh, during pandemic. I've been living vicariously through like Disney park vlogs, just watching, (laughs) watching it evolve as, as the pandemic was going and, People in, like, say, Florida, especially, it, it it looked like a normal day long time ago, which is weird for me. But <laughs> yeah, that's good for uh, Korea that they get to do that. Like, I remember watching a couple TV shows where they were, like, holding concerts in cars. Mm-hmm. Like, even oh, yeah, yeah, one yeah. show that was pretty famous called uh, Delicious Rendezvous. They used to have um, sort of a restaurant kind of thing with a with their celebrity chef. Uh, where they came in and gave patronage, but at one point they were coming in cars like as like as if it was a concert. Mm-hmm. But I would like to see that happen, and I also like to see uh, maybe more tours of idols in the United States too, and so we could uh, mm-hmm. join along too because I know you're you're gonna start enjoying that too with a uh, twice coming up soon again. Yeah, twice next month, and then um, I just got an email that. Um... Tickets for Stray Kids are going to be going live up pretty soon. I think April 22nd, when they tour during the summer, they're going to be out here. Um, so I, I plan on seeing them uh, during the summer. Hopefully I can grab some tickets. But can you nice. like, imagine like out here being told not to cheer <laughs> you know, for <laughs> anything? That, that's just so... To me, that's, that's strange. Because like, I don't think... like How do you enforce that, right? Well, I guess mm-hmm. like if you're at a concert or whatever, you start cheering, you can just get like security will kick you out. Mm-hmm. But that I feel like here there's going to be pe- so many people that are just like 
not follow, following the rules. They'll be disobedient. And then, like, it'll just lead to other people doing the same thing. And then eventually the whole arena is going to be loud. And as a security person, I, I, I feel like that's a lot of work to, you know, to kick <laughs> all, all those people out. But, yeah, it's just a big difference in um, sort of social norms and what, yeah. what we're used to. Because yeah. even masks, like, um, that was a, a big issue during the pandemic because we're, we're not used to covering our, our faces with stuff. Uh, yeah. So, like, somewhere, like, in South Korea and Japan where it's normalized, where I sort mm. of, like, oh, they're wearing masks, like, ev- everywhere, like, this train that I'm riding smells pretty gross. Maybe I'll start wearing it. So it just became a norm for me. But yeah, yeah. Um, so I was doing that pre-pandemic, but now like everyone like putting sanctions and stuff. It, it just wasn't as crazy. But like the whole um, no train during concert sort of like reminded me of this uh, this video of like a Japanese Japanese uh, theme parks where they mm-hmm. had to not scream on roller coasters <laughs> i think they they called it like scream internally or something similar. like, like some, something something it sounds weird in english but it might uh-huh. sound a lot better in japanese but it reminded mm-hmm. me of that because it showed like uh pretty much a sample footage of um theme park employees going through a ride without screaming which mm-hmm. is a little bit funny to watch but it just reminded, reminded me of that yeah that's so funny but you know shout outs to south korean citizens you guys can cheer now congratulations so what about you rob anything to spotlight uh from my spotlight this week um it was a little bit of a slow week uh in terms of news uh even though this is the news section that um something that i'd like to spotlight is queendom episode two Mm. um uh, once again it's it's this um it's this survival competition show amongst idols that um this is the second episode where they're onto the next challenge where this week specifically they had wjsn luna and brave girls uh perform their second round uh acts uh wjsn they cover it or actually before i go on with that um the challenge this week is that they had to pick a partner group to sort of um cover one of their songs and so for this week wj said they covered g friends navalera mm-hmm. um it was in high in concept and um i think that the arrangement was a little bit it it wasn't really like up to par with the rest of like wj Sen's catalog mm-hmm. um the big highlight for me was um yoram's uh dance break which was sort of the big highlight point to their sort of intro video package to the performance mm-hmm. that like it showed her being the main dancer of the group. I don't even think WJSN uh, before this sort of labeled any main dancers in the group, but it sort of gave Yoram a sort of platform to shine to sort of show her skills. It sort of brought in a, an excuse to bring in their brother group monster X to sort of like give them coaching advice on how to perf- um, perform being a, a a senior group and stuff like that mm-hmm. but my big highlight for the week is luna because unfortunately if you haven't heard they had to miss out on the first round uh first round competition because they all 
all of the members actually came down with COVID. So Damn. unfortunately, they had to um, bow out of the first round live performance. But fortunately for um, them, everyone just naturally sort of agreed that they should still perform. But unfortunately, they wouldn't be able to be eligible for like the live voting that happened, like oh. the live audience voting, the global voting. Mm-hmm. They still got some votes, but they're instantly pretty much uh, defaulted to sixth place. But this week was sort of like a makeup week because after their first performance, that even a, a lot, it cut to a lot of the group saying like, oh, if they were in this week, uh, aka the first week, they would have been uh, a big um, opponent for that week. So they performed uh, their recent uh, their recent title, Paint the Town, but they made the concept sort of a period piece where they're running around in um what what do they call their um like uh their humbook yeah they're wearing humbooks uh for their performance so it, it was um a really nice performance but this week they they were trading songs with uh Hyolin, who's who's um a, another contestant and they chose they opted to perform sisters shake it um they turned it into sort of a musical kind of um concept where oh wow yeah so or a musical where they were pretty much like um turning like sort of like the nerdy characters into like the the um she's all that kind of storyline oh. <laughs> uh they incorporate like in the intro section they they had like a big locking section um they did um musical theater they had like these quick quick dress segments which were which was really cool the girls were all looking stunning like a lot of the reaction shots that they were getting from the other groups was just like yeah we're in a lot of trouble this week <laughs> but it was a big comeback for them coming off of um covid protocol so i'm really happy for them and um if i had to suggest um something to watch this week uh is to watch this performance of Luna doing Sister Shake It. And um, Brave Girls, they traded songs with Kepler and they performed because Kepler already did Wada Da last, last um, episode. Mm-hmm. They have um, their B side mask, which uh, Kepler, I mean, which uh, Brave Girls sort of turned into a sort of 90s, uh, 90s style um, pop song pop funk song it sort of reminded me of big pun still not a player which is also um sampled from brenda russell's a little bit of love and instead of going um big high showy um dance numbers um brave girls brought what their specialty is which is singing they're sort of like the b2b of this season if i had to compare them to something in kingdom but Mm, okay they're their cover of of that song because mask is usually like this sort of like high edm kind of um concept song that they turned it into this sort of 90s throwback it was is really interesting yeah i gotta check these um performances out because yeah uh, you you talk to me about like kingdom and kingdom and stuff and like all these performances sound great like i i don't normally i don't watch like these um like music competition shows just because mm-hmm. like i don't know they just don't interest me all that much but um 
but every time we talk about this, like like the performances that you bring up sound super cool. So I I have to watch this, especially Kingdom season two because Taeyeon is the the host. So I should mm-hmm. I should go watch it and support her. Yeah, and also in um like uh, going back to uh twenty one uh Park Bomb was in the first season as the soloist. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So it was interesting seeing her like sort of holding her own, but she's mainly all vocal, but. Hyolin this season is sort of bringing all aspects of she she's a good well all rounder, so yeah. it, it's a like if if you had to watch anything just watch the performances because like the dr- drama like I said could be hit or miss because it's it's all like fabricated to sort of like drive the show along because if anything they could have just showed all performances all the time but mm-hmm. part of the part of the entertainment is the drama yeah. of either what happened on stage or what led up to the stages but yeah right. it's watch uh luna's performance of anything that's a big one that i have to uh refer to this week yeah i'll go check it out this week uh you usually send me stuff so <laughs> <laughs> when, when uh, i'll check it out when you send me stuff or i don't know i'll i won't wait i'll i'll proactively go on my own and look for it <laughs> Yeah, if anything, I'll drop some uh, on the um, on our Discord. But uh, I'll also try to see if I could drop some um, some news news stories on the website too for the general public if they need help finding it. But something weird though with this mm-hmm. this uh, season compared to last season, because um, if if you ever go to my Twitter account, it's a lot of um, retweets and probably comments on retweets. Oh yeah, but yeah. like. Uh, Kingdom, uh, the Twitter, their Mnet's Twitter account was mm-hmm. actively posting like um, all the performances. Um, they were showing like, okay, oh, this is this group's performance. This is their like full view of performances, the uncut version. Oh, but wow. for some reason, with with this up this uh, season of Queendom, they're just like, oh, just go to the YouTube and find the performances. Oh, is- what they're not doing like direct links. Yeah, so I'm I'm just huh. here like um I guess if I want to like shout these guys out I got to go post them myself but yeah. <laughs> I guess Luna's sort of Luna's like social media manager is like going out of their way to do like the sort of like oh here's all the fan cams and here's here's the full view here's the uncut view and stuff like that doing their mm-hmm. job for them. So Yeah. It's a little weird it might be a little like un unequal in terms of like how the um pr is about this season yeah. but oh, that that's what strange. that's a little sucks about it but it's it's not it's, it's not a big deal in terms of it's it's just a first world problem for me to like hey check this out <laughs> check out this performance but anyway um to end the show we'd like to leave you all with uh some recommendations that we aren't necessarily surrounding k-pop with um, what would you like to recommend this week? All right, so we're recommending some sports this week. It's the NBA playoffs, which is my favorite time of the year. Some people like Christmas. Some people like Thanksgiving. <laughs> I love the NBA playoffs. Um, and I'm a huge basketball fan, so pretty much my TV like all day is basketball. So um, I encourage you guys to watch it, even if you're not really a fan of basketball. Um now would be a good time to watch it because you see pretty much the best teams go at it because they're they're going for the championship. You see really high level basketball at this time, and you know 
each all the teams are putting a hundred percent in. Normally during the regular regular season, teams will kind of just kind of hold back. They wanna they don't wanna really injure themselves because a lot of the, their their focus is the playoffs. That's what they want to get to. But now it's it's full throttle for the next pretty much month, and mm. I feel like almost every day is gonna be a a basketball game. Uh, as of this recording, it's game two for the Warriors versus the Nuggets. Um, so I have it recorded. So like after this, I'm gonna <laughs> go watch it. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, go go check it out and you know have fun. <laughs> Pretty much. What about yeah, you, Robert? So, yeah, so like I said, like I wish I was uh, bigger into sports, but in terms mm-hmm. of um, the um, sports that I watch, I usually tune in more actively during like the playoffs or the conference yeah. finals. So yeah, I think it's about time. Like I could probably, I should probably tune in a little bit to sort of like figure out what's happening, but. Um, yeah, yeah. Us growing up uh, in the same area, uh, we sort of do have the same teams uh, across the board. So mm-hmm. um, I am a Warriors fan. So I think I got to tune in too. Yeah, like, especially like during the playoffs, like, I feel like this is the most, like, or not most, but like the least boring when it comes to like, watching sports. Because, like, if you're not into sports at all, like, of course, sports is boring. But, like, when you watch, like, the playoffs of, of any sport, you just see like high level play, so I feel like when everyone's going full throttle, it makes it more entertaining. At least in, mm-hmm. in my opinion, especially Warriors basketball. I'm not just saying that to be biased because I'm biased and it's my favorite team. But when it comes to the Golden State Warriors, they they play fast pace and they have amazing shooters. So it's basically the Warriors just shoot lights out pretty much. Mm-hmm. So it it makes for a very entertaining basketball, I must say. Yeah, and. Like I've I've tuned in and out during the season and it just looks like uh we were sort of riddled with uh with a bunch of injuries. So oh yeah, it wasn't really full force all season, but yeah, we'll see how they are in the playoffs. Yeah, go cool. please watch it. <laughs> uh, for me, for my recommendation this week, um, I'd like to bring to the table twenty five twenty one. It's a Netflix drama. Um, it's pretty much talking about um. A pair of girls um, that are fencing and trying to join the national team in the 90s. Um, it stars Kim Tae-ri, Nam Joo Hyuk, and Bona from WJSN, uh, which um, I'll be, I'll be pretty, I'll be pretty straight up. Um, that's probably the main reason I watch it, just because uh, Bona <laughs> is my bias from WJSN. So, but to my surprise, it's a very um, fun drama because it sort of incorporates the relationship between um between subject and um newscaster or news person because one of the main relationships is um between uh Terry's character and Namju Huck's character who is a a um fencer and mm-hmm. one is is a newscaster so it's pretty much playing on you can't be too close to the subject because you could you could skew it in a direction where you're not really um, delivering the news um, in its entirety, where you're sort mm, of trying to cater mm. it to them. So that's that's fun. And um, it starts off a little bit, um, the characters, the main character at least, I wasn't really into because um, she screams a lot in the, in the <laughs> first few episodes. And it was, it was a little too much for me. But just watching, just like... Um, 
the character development and the character relationships just uh kept me going and i think i'm already on like episode 15 out of oh, 16 so wow you're almost done. there yeah but it's it's been done it's just um i've been watching it on and off but that is my recommendation for the week and how about we wrap up with some promos um what do you have to promote this week yeah as usual i like to promote our sns so go ahead and follow us at idle rumble on twitter on instagram and tiktok and then we'll have more eventually and also if you want to keep listening to our podcast we're now available on pretty much all the major platforms we're on apple Podcasts, we are on spotify we are on amazon um iHeartRadio, and, and and many more go ahead and check that out we'll we'll provide links on our social media to help you guys get there and if you like what you're hearing please leave us a review on itunes and you could keep up with me i write at lobbyrumble.com i just write uh whatever kind of movies tv shows that i'm consuming at the time and you can also follow uh me on social media at roblo's pizza with a r0b music's brought to you by kevin mcleod of incomptech.com and we'd like to thank you again for listening this week and we'll catch you on the next episode of idle rumble